movement that just combines prayer and movement. Um, and we do a full rosary for each class. And through that, I lead the group through movement and we just offer those movements up um, into that prayer. So it's, it's very mind body oriented. Um, we have some regulars. I've been doing this at St. Jude. Well, we started before the pandemic and then stopped during the pandemic. And then once it was cleared to go back, we started up again. So it's been about a year um, doing the live class. And um, SoulCore is a national, like it began in, with two ladies in Indiana who um, very much just kind of came upon it, just kind of came to them and it's grown. They ha- there's um, people who are um, trained in teaching SoulCore, even in there's, I think there's one in England, there's, you know, some in all around the country here. And so really just trying to spread um, the ability to combine prayer with movement. Okay. And I mentioned Matt Pilates, uh, your instructor yes. for that. What? It looks like somebody's name, but I'm guessing that's not it what it is. is. You're right. oh, oh, it is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so tell, Pilates, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. Pilates is, um, it's a form of fitness, but um, it's a very comprehensive in that it um, focuses on strength and balance and focus. And um, so it complements nicely with, with soul core. Um, and I kind of discovered that I really liked Pilates once I started doing soul core uh, Pilates. It just helped a lot in kind of a therapeutic way. I had some lower back issues. And um, so, yeah, if you want to look it up, the, 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 the man who began the, I guess the fitness form is called, his name is Joseph Pilates. And um, so he, I think he brought that to America and started that in the early, um, early 19, I think it was the twenties or thirties. And so I just, uh, I got certified in that. And so I include a lot of that in my soul core, but, um, really the soul core can embody any kind of movement, um, not just Pilates. So. Okay, very good. Well, let me bring Simone Key into the conversation, director and lead therapist at StellaMarisCenter.com. And before we started recording, I asked Simone about the, the name Stella Maris. Uh, sounds very, very Marian. And she started to explain. And I said, wait, hold on. Let's, let's talk about it during the interview. So if you could uh, tell us, it's a beautiful name. Uh, tell us about the name and a little bit more about the, your, yourself and the counseling center, Simone. Sure. Um, So I started out my counseling career at the cathedral in East Texas, so for the Diocese of Tyler. And um, I was working with them for several years. And when I wanted to branch out and begin a private practice, I prayed about um, what that name might be. Um, I grew up sailing, and so um, the name Stella Maris, is a reference to Mary. It's an ancient title for Mary, Star of the Sea, and it's a one that's favored by sailors. Actually, Be, there's a there's a prayer that was a beautiful prayer composed by um, JP too um, regarding Stella Maris. And um, anyway, yeah. So our logo has an anchor. It looks very nautical, even though we're here in the, you know, we're kind of landlocked here in Dallas. Hmm. Um, it, you know, it's just, um, that's what came to mind for me, and we, I ran with it. <laughs> yeah, and it sounds like uh, in the introduction that I 
uh, gave from your website. Uh, you've really done a, a lot of good with married couples, and then you also included teens, young adults. So uh, what exactly sets your um, counseling center apart, and uh, what, what are some of the specialties that you provide there? Certainly. Um, so we really emphasize the mind-body connection. Um, one of the things that um, the research and psychology is indicating is that the top-down approach that we typically think of when we go to talk to a counselor or maybe even, you know, talking to a pastor would be that um, we have um, just some some thing we have on our heart and we want to sort it out and problem solve through talk. However, there's certain things that can only be um, worked through a bottom-up approach. And this is usually a trauma-based thing. Like before we had um, the words for it, if some trauma happened during childhood, um, we cannot access that through traditional talk therapy. So we use techniques called somatic Um, therapy approaches that are working on the bottom-up approach, meaning from the body into the mind. So there's um, trauma that gets stored in the body. Um, There's actually a New York Times bestseller called The Body Keeps the Score by um, the forerunner in trauma research, um, currently Dr. Bethel Vanderkolk, and it talks about that mind-body connection. So um, when I wanted to open up Stella Center, I wanted to really bring in not only counseling, but fitness, because fitness, there's certain fitness programs that actually can work on increasing our um, heart rate variability. Heart rate variability, without getting too technical, is an indication of health, um, and it's low heart rate variability is associated with um, higher rates of depression, anxiety, and also PTSD. Um, so there's certain fitness programs, that, like not all fitness programs, but there's certain fitness programs that will help with increasing our heart rate variability. Certain breath work um, is tied into soul core, tied into Pietra, and also our faith is tied into this, right? With soul core, you're praying through the rosary, you're also doing the breath work and working on increasing your heart rate variability in order to decrease rates of depression, anxiety, and PTSD. Interesting. You know, I, I'm I, I'm a big lover of philosophy, and 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 one of the things that philosophers have always kind of grappled with was this whole mind body relationship. And guys like Rene mm-hmm. Descartes, I think, therefore I am, where he kind of separated the the you know the body and the mind, and it, it, it's it's really fascinating to 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 think of this and. Um, how you are focusing on both. And so if, if somebody comes in, you know, let me just kind of give a generic example. You know, a, a man and a wife come in and let's say he's got an infidelity issue and maybe he's addicted to pornography or, you know, there's something that clearly is habitual. Uh, I guess not to be too simplistic, but how, how exactly does that, uh, you know, how do you start with something like that when you are trying to incorporate the entire kind of holistic approach of the whole person? Or can you give give maybe an example of how this would work? Right. So typically when people are coming into the Stella Maris Center for marriage counseling, it looks very much like um, any other marriage counseling, except you're walking through a fitness studio before you get to the counseling office. Um, and then um, we would be filling in intake paperwork, um, evaluating um, the marriage. I'm preparing enriched train, so we may be doing some evaluations based on that program. 
Um, and then we'd be looking at any kind of history of any kind of sexual abuse. Um, unfortunately, 50% of marriages have some sort of um, sexual abuse history, either from coming in from the male or the female, because statistically one in three females and one in six males have some sort of sexual assault history. So I, I want to see if that is at play. Um, if it is at play, then, you know, we, we look deeper into, you know, where that wound was. And is it something that happened before um, the child had um, words for what was happening? If it is, then that's certainly an area we would be wanting to incorporate that bottom-up approach. If not, then it does look very much like your traditional marriage counseling. Um, typically, I see the couple for one session, and then I see the the husband for the next session, the subsequent session with the wife, and then the fourth session I see all together. Um, and so at that point, I have a really good sense of where we're going, our goals. I've evaluated the relationship. You know, where is the, um, where did the addiction to pornography begin? Um, you know, that may have led to the infidelity because you know he's living in this fantasy world and kind of giving into those temptations. But um, so yeah, I, I, it would look very much the same um, initially, um, but then I'm always looking for. Um, areas where that mind-body connection may be worked on. And so if there was certain trauma, that's something I'm definitely going to recommend more somatic kind of therapy for. Very nice. Stella Maris Counseling Center is uh, what we're talking about. Simone Key is the director and lead therapist there. Their website, StellaMarisCenter.com. And also uh, Tamara Berry uh, joining me. She's a Soul Core instructor and a Matt Pilates instructor as well uh, and works with uh, Simone at Stella Maris uh, Counseling Center. And Tamara, I, I think it's a, a good way to bring you back into the conversation because some people may think, well, why would a, a counseling center need a fitness instructor? But I think and based on everything that Simone has just said, it, it's a perfect fit. And so, you know, so can kind of kind of incorporate uh, how Soul Core works with Stella Maris and how you fit into the to the mix. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, Simone contacted me and um had just asked because she offers Pietro, which she could also talk about another form of um, fitness-based prayer um, for for Christians. And um, she had contacted me since they had already offered that there to see if I could also provide class, a live class um, for for them at the studio to work with. Um, you know, anyone who wanted to come, I believe it's open to anyone. Simone, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, anyone yeah, can anybody. attend the classes. Um, so go ahead, Simone, if you want to, I know. Oh, yeah. So anyone is welcome. So sometimes people are coming in just for that um, community um, and the, the <clears throat> fitness that is really infused with our Catholic faith. Um, and sometimes people are coming in for counseling or both, right? And Simone, um, you, you it mentioned uh, teens and young adults, and I don't know if this has anything to do with your counseling. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, but I know there's, in the culture right now, there's a lot of 
uh, confusion about uh, gender ideology and uh, uh, you know tra- tra- transitioning and uh, that clearly has a body mind you know relationship which is you know without without a doubt is that do you, yeah. do you have any kind of those kind of clients that have that kind of confusion or or uh, problem or uh, speak on that if you would sure um so um, because we advertise as a Christian counseling center, I think that there's some people that perhaps don't choose us because they want to be affirmed um, in um, their LGBTQ identity. Um, and um, while we have a very loving healing approach, um, we believe that um, there's often some parts work that needs to be done Um Kind of, uh, there, there's a, a modality called internal family systems that work, works on parts work where when, I mean, if you can just imagine um, a trauma happens and something gets shattered, something's broken, and we want to put the pieces together rather than just tossing a piece away um, because that part is like broken off from the person's identity doesn't mean it's still not a part of that person. So we work on taking those pieces and healing them as a whole um, rather than trying to discard a piece, just do away with it because it doesn't feel comfortable anymore. Yeah, very good. Uh, StellaMarisCenter.com is the website. We're also talking about Soul Core with Simone Key and Tamara Berry here on the interview of the week. And, uh, uh, you know, we talked about marriages. We talked about young people, teens. Um, uh, who else? You know, I'm just thinking of the people listening right now. Everybody, there's so much, such a complexity and diversity of issues. Uh, who else are the, is the kind of person that was saying, you know, this would be a good fit for me? Are there any other kind of uh, types of uh, issues or problems that might come to your mind? Uh, Simone, you can go ahead and answer that one if you would. So we work a lot with trauma. Um, and um, typically um, our fitness classes um, in, you know, historically have mostly women in attendance. In fact, our PHR classes are only for women, and then we're developing a therapeutic ballet program um, for women to feel safe in their feminine identity again after trauma. Um, so um, the, the primary um, clientele would be either marriages that um, need some healing or women that have, have had some trauma issues that need healing. And then Catholics at large for our fitness classes. And your uh, um, counseling center is located in Capel, and that most of it is done there. Or do you do any kind of telehealth or Zoom? <laughs> I don't know if people are still doing that or not. Is it all pretty yes. much in person? Um, so I offer counseling throughout Texas online. Um, I still get quite a few referrals from the diocese in East Texas, but um, our address is 568 South Capel Road in Capel, right outside of Old Town Capel. And um, that's where all of our fitness classes are held, and that's where um, we have in-person counseling sessions. Very nice. Tamara, uh, you mentioned St. Jude and Allen, and uh, I know you do some work in Capel as well. If somebody is interested in uh, fitness instruction or uh, learning more about Soul Core, do you have anything coming up in the near future, or what, what, what can you tell our listeners? Yes, so um, I offer a class every Tuesday morning <clears throat> at 9.15 in our parish hall. Anyone is welcome. It's a pretty big space, so 
even if you just want to come to a live class and see if it's for you and if you live far, they have some online streaming options if you're like, oh, I really like this and I want to do it, you know, but you're not, you don't live close to me. Um, and I'm also available to go to, if you say, have an event or, um, you know, a group meeting at your church that you want to offer Soul Core, I'm available to go like I did, um, I believe it was St. Monica. They had the Junior Catholic Daughters um, wanted to do kind of a small event. And so it was, um, I think the girls were about fifth grade. There was about 20 or 30 of them and we had a soul core out outside. So it was really awesome. Um, so I'm available, you know, as, as needed or as, you know, you contact me, I'm happy to do those types of events. And then uh, starting Monday at um, the Stella Maris studio, we're going to be doing a 930 um Soul Core and then a 1030 Matt Pilates class. And you can, um, I believe, purchase or register for those classes on um, their website as well. And so um, for for Soul Core in general, um, like at the one at St. Jude or the ones I offer out, outside um, at private events, it's very um, moldable to what you're looking for. So, for instance, you know, I would talk to Simone about anything specific either prayer-wise, you know, with reflections that she would want, or, um, you know, if there's anyone with special physical needs, we can adjust to whatever those needs are. So I have a range at my St. Jude class of, you know, age of participants. I have some regulars who, they come every week, and so I've learned, you know, what certain movements I can and can't do. I offer alternatives. Um, So really, Soul Corps is you know, for anyone and everyone, and I can work with um, your, you know, your population to bring to you that mind-body connection that would that works for you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we're just about out of time. We're talking about uh, Stella Maris Counseling Center and Soul Core. My guests are Simone Key, Director and Lead Therapist at Stella Maris Center, uh, Stella Maris Counseling Center. Their website is Stella Maris com, and also Tamara Berry who is a Soul Core instructor and also Matt Pilates instructor as well uh, you know Simone one of the things that some people may be thinking uh, you know when we start talking about mind and body and exercise uh, they might say gosh this, this sounds like yoga I mean that word has not come up in our conversation uh, and some people uh, it, it scares them off and uh, you know of course uh, we want uh, on Catholic radio to only do things that are in line with the, the teachings of the Catholic Church so what uh, what would you say to somebody who might say, "Gosh, I don't know this 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 sounds kind of Eastern"? Or or what would you what would your answer be to that? Right, right. So um, yoga is certainly a very popular thing among a, a lot of young women, especially. Um, but it's it can be problematic in terms of um, just its origin um, and any kind of spiritual influence there. The exercise itself is um, a very therapeutic tool. So you will notice that some of the exercise um, that is incorporated into, like like the physical movements, there are some that do somewhat resemble yoga, but um, it is certainly not yoga. Um, the Soul Core and the Pietra classes are both mat classes where you are doing stretching, you're doing core work, um, and um, you're incorporating some Christian meditation or prayer. Um, so you you have some of the 
exercises that might look similar, but there are um, spiritual elements that are completely different, right? That are yes. very much integrated with our faith. Yeah, oh, that's that's good to hear. Thank you so much for explaining that. Um, well, we are out of time, and I am I'm so grateful to both of you. Thank you for what you're doing, and I know you're, uh, as the introductions uh, mentioned, helping so many couples and young people and people getting fit, mind mind and body. And so so thank you for that. I just want to direct everybody to the website, StellaMarisCenter.com. Uh, Maris is M-A-R-I-S, uh, Stella, S-T-E-L-L-A. Uh, com, and you can uh, reach out to Simone Key, who is the director and lead therapist at Stella Maris Counseling Center, uh, and also Tamara Berry, if you're interested in Soul Core or any kind of uh, fitness instruction, uh, you can reach out to her uh, through that same website, StellaMarisCenter.com. Is there anything I missed? We got about one minute re- remaining. Anything else you all want to throw in before we uh, end, or did we cover it pretty well? I just really appreciate you inviting us on and giving us a chance to share this with the community at large. You know, we're really excited to bring this to our our faith group because, um, you know, our faith is so integral to our mission at Stella Maris Center. Amen. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate what you are doing. Thanks to you both, uh, Simone Key and Tamara Berry. And again, that website, Stella Maris Center. Dot com based in Capel with uh, classes in Capel and also in Allen as well, and uh, perhaps other places across the Metroplex in the months and years ahead. Uh, thanks also to Diane Xavier for running the board and producing the program. Thank you for listening. If you have suggestions for future interviews, you can e- email me directly, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. God bless you. Have a great rest of your weekend. Invite your family and friends to gather at St. John Vianney Catholic Church at 200 South Nolan River Road in Cleburne on Saturday, January 21st at 6.30 p.m. for an inspiring evening of music and faith. Daniel De Silva of the Original Divine Mercy Institute in Vilnius, writer and documentary maker, will bring us an educational and spiritual presentation highlighting the importance of the Original Divine Mercy. For more information, visit stjohnvianneycleburne.com. The University of Dallas invites you to embark on The Quest, a five-part documentary series as seen on EWTN about discovering your purpose and living it with courage. Viewers are raving about the series, calling it a profound Catholic witness, thought-provoking, challenging, and faith-filled, and a project that can help save the world. Download the accompanying discussion guides and start watching The Quest now for free at quest.udallas.edu. That's quest.udallas.edu. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the KTH 910 AM interview of the week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. I'm Dave Palmer, and Cecil Anderson, our North Texas assistant, is running the board. And, uh, you know, I am a product of Catholic school education. I went to St. Patrick's uh, grade school from fourth through eighth grade in Dallas and then Jesuit uh, college prep for my high school years. So I uh, appreciate and I could tell you lots of stories of how Catholic uh, school education has blessed me. And that's what we're going to talk about during the next 25 minutes is not only Catholic school education and the benefits of it, but also how you can be part of supporting the effort to uh, allow um, families families and uh, who want to send their, their kids to Catholic schools uh, to make that easier for them. And you may be familiar with the HALO initiative. We've talked about it a number of times here on the radio. Jane Kennecke is the executive director and she joins me in studio. And so we're glad to have her here with uh, with us. And also 
Rick Spur is the chair uh, chairman of the board of the Halo Initiative, and he joins us uh, via phone. So welcome to both of you. Thanks for being here. Thank you, sir. All right, uh, Jane, for the, I said most people have probably heard about it. Uh, for those who haven't, what is the HALO initiative? Uh, HALO, of course, makes us think of angels. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's an acronym or, or what, but uh, well, what is it before we get started into how, you know, a little bit more of the nuts and bolts of it? Yeah, okay. So HALO is an organization. It's actually a public charity. So it's a 501c3, and it's unusual in that it's independent of the church and schools yet it exists to support Catholic education. So, you know, it's under the premise, we know that Catholic schools are great for the Dallas community. Anyone who's Catholic or not really um, appreciates the results that come out of Catholic schools. Mm-hmm. We know there's just an excellence there, and we recognize that in Dallas, we had a very, very rich environment. Um, we've got a lot of great things going for us in Dallas, an endowment trust, some really strong tuition assistance, the philanthropy, what we realize from our local foundations and other organizations is really it's just among the best in the country and maybe the world. And so having the HALO initiative come alongside all of this we actually are kind of the tide that lifts the boats. Mm-hmm. We, we uh, help to fill in some gaps. And what's most important about us, you know, we're working very hard to open up access to Catholic education. And um, we're coming up with new innovative ways to do that. And we do it by working very closely with the Catholic school leaders. Mm-hmm. And so we we don't show up and, and tell them this is how we're going to do it. We work very collaboratively with them to make sure we're, um, you know, helping to solve their biggest challenges that they really don't have the resource to tackle by themselves. And I see that uh, you have a board, as uh, all 501c3s have. I see some familiar names on here, Don Hanratty and uh, Father Alphonse Nazaro. So what is kind of the, the organization uh, of the uh, the 501c3 of the, the HALO initiative? Yeah, so we have a very active board. It's a, it's a fairly small and tight board because we're really a toddler organization. We were recognized uh, in 2020 as a 501c3. And um, so we've purposely stayed very uh, tight and focused uh, to, you know, really make sure that we were um, getting the wins that we were looking for to, to truly make a difference and an impact that was needed. And so the, you know, Rick is the chair, uh, Joe Popolo, Don Hanratty, Bill Schaffler, Laura Fox, Father Alphonse Nazaro, as you mentioned, Dr. Matt Vericki, those of you who know him, he was superintendent. and we Still got, involved, huh? St- oh, yeah, nice. we got him to stay involved with us, which is awesome because he's needed to move to Fort Worth. But he stays on our board, and of course, he has such a, um, a rich knowledge and um, connections in Catholic education. It's been very helpful. Mm-hmm. And then we also have our associate superintendent, Dr. Veronica Alonso, that I know you have on the show oh, quite yeah. regularly. Yes. In both languages, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so this group ha- brings a really interesting breath and um, connections into a variety of Catholic and other organizations. So it's a, it's a great representation of the community and um, brings some fresh approach 
to this, you know, these, this innovative work we're mm-hmm. trying to do. How is uh, Halo Initiative different from other nonprofits, other 501c3s? What's unique about it? So I mentioned that there, there are some organizations that are somewhat similar across the country. Mm-hmm. There are some that are completely independent of the church, but often um, they're not as aligned with the Catholic school leaders as we are. We, we work very much in tandem. And so I think that helps to make us unique. And then the fact that we are independent, there are more organizations that actually ladder up into a diocese or uh, a section of schools. And the fact that we're independent, it allows us to work with folks who either cannot or will not work with the church or a faith entity of some sort. So we're super agile. We're all about testing and learning. Mm -hmm. So the Halo Initiative will never have a big staff. We purposely want to stay really agile and focused on the testing and learning. We help schools to adopt what is learned in the pilots that we're doing, and then we move on to the next pilot. Mm-hmm. And Halo Initiative is is exclusive to the Dallas Diocese, is that right? It's not like some other diocese could say, hey, you, we'd like you to help us as well. Is is is, is that the case, or, or being independent, could you work on other projects as well if, if you so decided down the road? Yeah, down the road, we sure could. I mean, okay. we've got plenty to do here, but I will tell you, you know, it's, it's it's interesting being independent. I get to work with the independent Catholic schools as yeah. well. And so even that, it's, you know, I have some donors who really appreciate that if they wanted to uh, create a grant or uh, do some tuition assistance through HALO, they're able to do that across all the schools, regardless of whether they're diocesan or independent. We are talking about the Halo Initiative, and my guest in studio is Jane Kennecke, Executive Director. On the phone is Rick Spur, Chairman of the Board for the Halo Initiative. And uh, Rick's probably wondering, is he ever going to bring me in the conversation? So <laughs> here, here's well, your opportunity. <laughs> Rick. Uh, I'm doing just fine. Thank you. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, so I, uh, many of our, our listeners may be meeting you for the first time, uh, you know, at least on the radio. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you uh, – became connected with the Halo Initiative, and then uh, I'll have a, a question about the, the first project after that. But uh, t- sure. tell us about yourself, if you will. Thank you. I, um, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. I went to a K-8 Catholic school there and then went on to St. Louis University High School, which is the Jesuit equivalent in St. Louis. Um, in St. Louis, it was an all-boys preparatory uh, Jesuit high school and then went on to Notre Dame and then went into the business world and worked for IBM for 17 years. And then I did technology startups, uh, for a couple of decades. And I, uh, retired from the CEO position at a company called Zix corporation in Dallas. Uh, in 2016, I stayed on that board. It's a publicly traded company. I stayed on that board until 2020 and uh and now i'm officially i guess retired (laughs) (laughs) Um, the uh when i quit stepped down from ceo position i said i had needed to give back i'd always talked about doing that and i didn't really have the time nor did i commit myself to that so i started getting involved with notre dame and one day they called me and said do you know that the new superintendent is a notre dame graduate and he's 
starting in Dallas on Monday? And I said, nope. So I called Dr. Matt Fricky and he and I became friends and have been close ever since. So when he formed Halo, uh, he asked me if I'd join the board. And uh, I did, and then subsequently became chairman. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for that information. Uh, what, what about the first project? Uh, I know this is all relatively new. Uh, what, 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 what was the first uh, project all about, and what was your yeah, involvement? So, so what we're about is our mission is to strengthen, grow the impact of, and provide broad-based access to our Catholic schools. And so our first project, uh, working again with the Catholic schools office, they identified five pilot schools that had had declining enrollment. And, you know, once the ball starts rolling down the hill, it, it takes a lot of energy to reverse the momentum. So we took those five pilot, pilot schools and they gave us targets of new enrollment, new students uh, for the 2021-2022 school year. And we created a discount structure that was available only to brand new families to the schools. So it couldn't be a sibling. It couldn't be somebody who had previously been in or, or was now enrolled. They had to be brand new families. They got a 50% discount, which we funded uh, for the first two years. Some analysis we had done previously told us that once a family gets in a high quality Catholic school, they stay. Mm-hmm. Whether they continue to get tuition assistance or not, they somehow figure it out. It's so vital to their to their family and and their future. So, just getting them in the school was the was the challenge. So we had targets that totaled 139 students across these five schools. We invested with the help of donors, specifically the Mike and Mary Terry Foundation. We invested in some professional marketing materials and outreach. Uh, social media into the neighborhoods that were relevant. And we achieved our objective. We added 109 new families, 139 new students uh, for the 2021-2022 school year in those five schools. The average enrollment increase for those five schools went from declining percentages to growth of 14% uh, on average over the over that uh that period of time, the prior school year to 2021, 2022. Um, So you can imagine some of these, um, some of them were up close to 20%. So you can imagine how the injection of of new vibrancy and energy, and most importantly, funding uh, can set these schools on a different trajectory. On on the point of funding, uh, our commitment, HALO's commitment is around $900,000 over the course of that two-year project. Um, the families pay their share, and then once year three comes, they have to find full tuition or use available uh, tuition assistance funds that are available today uh, to continue paying on their own. So when you look at those the 139 kids over the course of that 10-year period from kindergarten to eighth grade, um, it'll bring in another 5 million. So we're talking about us putting in 900,000 and the school's getting close to $6 million, Hmm. which is really phenomenal and changes them in a very significant way. Uh, People thought that the currently enrolled families would be upset by this discounting structure. But when we explained 
what it was going to mean to the school and how it would help manage the risk of rising tuitions over the years to come, they bought in 100% and, in fact, helped us recruit some of those new families. Very good. So now we're in the second year of this now, and I guess the plan, um, and I'll, I'll go back to Jane Kennecke now, the plan now is to keep uh, this funded. Now I realize the, the HALO 139 refers to the 139 students that uh, were uh, blessed by this initial push. So am I right, Jane, is this what we need to keep this going so the next round of fundraising to uh, keep uh, uh, fund a new group or to, to help fund the, the same group that was uh, helped in the first place? Or what, what, what is the goal now? So we are still working to fund this of uh, Halo 139 yeah. pilot that we've been working on. So we're about to enter the fourth of four semesters with this. And, you know, so just to, to show you the progress, we have raised a, about $600,000 and I've got about 325000 more to go. The goal by the end of December... I'm getting closer, but I, I'm looking to uh, raise another sixty-two thousand four hundred. Twenty-one days, yeah, as of the, the time of this, this runs, yeah. And the the momentum behind this is yeah. that uh, the Papalos have been very generous to offer a uh, match. They give us a dollar match for every two dollars we raise through December. So it's been a really important time to finish funding this program. And the great thing about that, I mean, Rick can tell you a bit more about the other kinds of projects we're looking at, but once we finish funding this, we can get on with some other things that the Catholic schools really need us mm-hmm. to do. Yeah, you got to you know, get this one finished up first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anybody who's listening, whether they can make a big gift or a small gift, uh, they can they can contribute to this, right? Absolutely, and okay. it's it's very easy. You know, of course, our website is haloinitiative.org. And you can see there's a nice little icon at the top called our Hand in Hand Challenge. And it makes it real simple to go make a donation there. Or you can find um, my information on the site as well. But it's jane at haloinitiative.org. I'd love to talk with anybody who would like to know more about the kinds of things that we're up to and how you might jump in with us to help support Catholic education. All right, Jane uh, Jane at haloinitiative.org, the website haloinitiative.org. I'm curious, these 100 families uh, who have been so blessed and, uh, you know, again, had never really had children in Catholic schools, and now they do going into their uh, fourth semester, as you mentioned. What kind of feedback do you get from them? They must be really eternally grateful for this opportunity. Uh, you know, so um, I'm going to try not to tear up as I tell some of these stories, but I've had the benefit. I go back out and I interview them. And in fact, I'm, I'm very glad we're um, getting geared up for maybe university student to do a capstone around this and see, you know, what really happened mm-hmm. in in this activity we've done. But the parents, you know, I, I've talked to so many who, you know, sometimes they have kids that do great in a public school, but there are, uh, we have met so many families who have found their child who'd been shy or uh, limited in some way, joined the small classrooms that are part of a Catholic education and they just saw their child unfold in a whole new way within a few weeks. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about one little girl in particular that I met and she was a bit bullied before she got there. She was in a really big school and within a few weeks she went from being someone who hardly said a word 
to someone who was leading cantering at mass. Mm, that's nice. And, you know, so to talk to the mother, um, the words that she said that really resonated with me were, the people here at this school see my child like I see my child. Yeah, And yeah. so the full potential of what this young lady could be was just, you know, unfolding before their eyes mm-hmm. within days and weeks. And yeah. it was just helping her to be in an, env- in an environment where mind, body, spirit, we were all in on helping to helping this little girl to develop into who God meant her to be. Yeah, that's what every parent wants for their children, for sure. Uh, thank you for that. Those are beautiful stories. Uh, Rick, Jane, Jane already kind of highlighted what is still needed in the next, uh, you know, the, the few weeks that remain in this uh, month until the end of the calendar year. Is there anything that you want to uh, kind of highlight as far as uh, kind of calls to action of what people can do right now if they're listening? Uh, in terms of fundraising? Yes, well, it, so many of us have uh, the intention to contribute and make a difference, and uh, sometimes it becomes part of our tax planning annually. And, of course, our plea is just keep us in mind. Um, if you do have money that you're deciding to give to a charity, remember the story about Halo and uh, how we're changing the schools in Dallas, and, and please consider helping us. The the uh, the Popolo thing that Jane mentioned. Uh, here's a single family. Obviously, they're well off. Joe's on our board, but they stepped up with a hundred thousand dollars. They've seen the impact of this, and they said, "Look, we'll we'll contribute a hundred thousand dollars specifically to this project, but we'd like to see a, a two for one match." And so, you know, if, if that happens, and we're close, we're halfway through it. Um, we're going to be close to funding this entire project. Very nice. And uh, yeah, as, as Rick mentioned, Jane, end of the year is a time when a lot of people for tax purposes uh, need to make donations. And so this is a great opportunity for that as well. Uh, all right. Anything else uh, um, that you guys want to mention? We have a few minutes remaining in this interview. I just want to remind everybody we're talking about the Halo Initiative, and this is an effort to raise funds to help families who have never been in Catholic schools uh, enroll their children and get discounts and tuition to uh, at, at five uh, chosen schools in, in the Dallas Diocese. And the website is haloinitiative.org, haloinitiative.org. And uh, my guests are Jane Kennecke, the executive director, and also Rick Spur, who is chairman of the board of the Halo Initiative. So I'd like to just give you each, you know, a couple minutes, however much time you want to, to just uh, speak to our listeners. Anything else maybe that we didn't mention or anything else you'd like to talk about the Halo Initiative that uh, that, that would help people make a decision to support this? Uh, Jane, you want to go first? Sure. I would say, you know, and something that I've become more aware of, many of us have an affiliation with one or two or three Catholic schools that we're well aware of. Maybe our kids went there or we, we know somebody who's been there. Um, what Halo is able to do is to look across the Catholic system and to help streamline, to help um, make things more efficient across the schools. So even when it comes to working with a local foundation, for example, we don't stop and think about it, but the way things have operated for many years, they would like to help Catholic education, and they 
And schools themselves don't realize how hard we make it for them to help us. Mm-hmm. And so, for example, Halo, if, if we know of six or eight schools that need um, improved security or, you know, it could be a- any number of things. I mean, we can help to pull together that information in a way that the foundations really appreciate, first of all, the buying power, but also, you know, they don't have large staffs. They mm. They don't have the ability to go deep with lots of little requests. They really want us to pull it together. And so those are the kinds of things that we help to open up and make possible that haven't been possible before for the Catholic schools. So that that's something that a lot of folks who support the HALO initiative really enjoy. Yeah, well, thank you, uh, Jane. And Rick, I'll give you the last word. I was touched by what you said in, in introducing yourself about clearly having a, a you know a successful uh, career in business. And I think you said 17 years at IBM and uh, working with startups. And then you said, I, I just wanted... When I retired, I wanted to give back. And I think a lot of people have that sentiment. Uh, regardless of how much they have, they, they feel that they've been blessed and they want to give back. So um, any, anything else related to that or otherwise that you'd like to say to uh, to our listeners as we close this up? The only thing we, we failed to mention that I think is very important is in addition to this work that we've described, we provide a service to distribute tuition assistance from uh, the golf tournament and the uh, Dallas Educational Endowment Trust. We get paid for doing that work, in part by the diocese and in part by the Dallas uh, Endowment Trust. And those, those incoming fees offset all of our operational costs. So any donations, none of that will go to HALO's operations. All of that, 100% of that, goes directly to the schools and the children and the families. Uh, And I think that's an important point. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Thank you for pointing that out. Well, thanks to both of you for being here, and I pray for success. Uh, sounds like you're on the right track, and you got a few weeks to, to close this out uh, as we close out uh, 2022, and then 2023 will bring some new opportunities and uh, for people to give to Halo as well. Uh, Jane, thank you for coming in studio. Jane Kennecke, Executive Director. If you want to reach her directly, you can email her, uh, jane at haloinitiative.org. Can I give the phone number, too? Sure. Uh, 972-7. Six six nine nine three four six, and also Rick Spur, Chairman of the Board for the Halo Initiative. Rick, thank you for your time uh, today as well. Thank you for the opportunity. All right. Thanks so much. And thanks to Cecil Anderson for running the board. Thank you for uh, listening. It's been a great year of uh, interviews of the week. And of course, next year we'll continue with these. So if you have any uh, suggestions for interviews, uh, either at the end of this year or next year, please uh, email me directly. I'd love to, uh, to talk about it. If it's Catholic and if it's local, it fits the bill for the interview of the week. Uh, my email address is Dave palmer at grnonline.com this has been the interview of the week here on kth 910 m on the guadalupe radio network god bless you thanks for listening thanks for joining us for this week's kath 910 a.m interview of the week we hope you've enjoyed this presentation of catholic news and information pertinent to north texas catholics please join us again next week at the same time for another kath 910 a.m interview of the week 
Is your facility in need of additional meeting or classroom space, but there's no room in the budget to add on to the building? I'm Glenn Trahan, owner of Modern Fold Door and Specialties and proud sponsor of KATH 910AM. Modern Fold Door and Specialties can solve your space division problems by installing operable walls to create additional spaces. We also provide repair and service. You can contact us at 214-357-2572 for a free consultation or trwfamily.com. God bless. Catholic Charities Dallas invites all KATH 910 AM listeners to their 25th annual Bishop's Gala. Love work. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.